Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. And tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Sandman, I'm so alone. Don't have nobody to call my own. Please turn on your magic beam. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Good evening and welcome to Nox Mente. Tonight's guest is C.W. Chanter. The enigmatic C.W. burst onto the YouTube scene in August of 2015. His purpose? To call shenanigans on the plethora of so-called whistleblowers, disclosure agents, and secret space program participants, and to start his own religion, Commonwealth Chanting. During the past two years, he has shed light on some of the most prominent storytellers and their quote-unquote truther channels which push their Kool-Aid. CW has made friends and enemies in nearly all alternative groups, yet has the wherewithal to continue fighting the good fight. Like all of us, he is just trying to get to the bottom of this crazy thing we call life. CW is here with us tonight, bringing in the love and pushing out the jive. Dude, welcome to Knox Mente. Welcome, CW. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, you know. I got to tell you something, uh, you know, I, I'm known for having a bit of an ego, so it's, it's no surprise I'm going to congratulate these two on having the wherewithal and the wisdom to cast me on their very first episode of Knox Panther. When they told me that they wanted me to be on, I said, be on your debut show. Absolutely. I can't wait. Holy you shit. know, sure, sure. You may not have as many subscribers as me, but... <laughs> it's the love of the little guy. So if you want to start off your show with a bang and having a, a big old celebrity like CW Chanter <laughs> make you feel big to have me on your first show, then I'm so I'm so proud uh, to be here with you and share the love with the little guy. You know, we did you a solid. We said we need to iron out all the kinks before we have someone at CW's that's, level. That's exactly yeah, true. I said that. The truth. I so you thought. had a tech show or two. Okay, that, that's understandable. Maybe you had a, a dry run. But here we are at the, the very first episode of Knox Mente. And, and I got to say, you know, I, <laughs> ask you no secrets, I'll tell you no lies. <laughs> that's what we're counting on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I had posted earlier, this is going to be lively. I'm sure, I'm sure. So let's just, let's get started. So CW, tell us about the world you grow up in and what we're looking for is, you know, the symbols, the stuff that was on TV, the stuff that kind of formed little CW chanter. The icons. The Ooh. icons, the, the natural landscape. The well, stuff you know, that I gave mean, you your early yeah. indoctrination. Well, you know, look, I mean, I was born in 1975. So by the time I came of age, you know, it was obviously a mediated media landscape, you know, and, and, and growing up, you know, you know, prior in prior ages, you know, you can hear and know that people grew up and would tell tales of the reminiscing about where they were from, the, the plains of, you know, their hometown or the mountains or the valleys or, 
the ocean side or whatever to find the geography and the nature of the activities that you would get up to. But for me, we were all, def I was always defined by, you know, the images that were, you know, put in front of me. So, uh, you know, along with Santa Claus and the Easter bunny, there's Oscar the Grouch and Kermit the Frog <laughs> and Mickey Mouse and Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> And, and which dwarf do you, you identify know, and, with? And, and the rest of the lot. <laughs> What'd you say? Which dwarf I, do you I, identify with most closely? Which dwarf do I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I always liked Doc, but I always thought that was, that was only because he, he like had a name that was like distinguishable. Do you know what I mean? He stood out, you know, <laughs> lazy, droopy, <laughs> sneezy, and then Doc, you know what I mean? So at least you have the... You know what I mean? Yeah, so if you're gonna is. if you're gonna go reindeer, go Rudolph <laughs> or go home. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. No games. There you go. Or all the games. Who knows? <laughs> reindeer, reindeer games. Reindeer games. Terrible game. movie. Terrible movie. I dreamt about it last night. I couldn't get it out of my head. No way. I woke up in a cold sweat. Weinstein was all over <laughs> me. Oh my god. <laughs> no. His nose was all red. <laughs> I'm so Jesus Christ. <laughs> The memories <laughs> triggered. So a child of the eighties, we got it. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, you know. So and that and that's the way that it goes in Star Wars. Forget about it. You know. Yep. And then and then it's a surreal. Did you grow up in a large town, small city? You know, it's hard to say. You know, I grew up in in a town that was considered a suburb of New York City. I grew up in, in New Jersey, um, you know, probably about, you know, 20 or 30 minutes away from the, the GW Bay. So it was part of the reason that I love New Jersey so much is that it's this weird kind of in-between land yeah. where, you know, depending on how far you want to get away from, you know, NYC or Philadelphia, you can really control how much urban environment you want. If, if, you, if you've got the wherewithal to be, less to have the finances to afford a car as a teenager you were able to control how much urban you wanted or how much sprawl i mean i remember nights where we would be at four o'clock in the morning in the city getting whatever we were using to stare up at the sky you know six o'clock the next morning in the hills you know and, the, and that's you know that was so it's hard to say whether it was big city or small town it was a weird place a little bit of both So did you get a lot of, how much time did you get in a natural setting, like in, in a larger, in nature? Um, you know, not that much. And, I, and that was probably by choice. You know, I think early on, I turned out to be one of those kids that, um, you know, right around that time was when the first generation of people that were kind of deciding that they were going to dedicate their lives to these things called computers were coming around. So I was one of those first people that said, maybe not the first people, but just kind of, I always gravitated towards inside. If, if I had my druthers, I would rather be inside in an air conditioned environment with a book or a TV than I would be in a natural environment getting bugged by mosquitoes. Oh, right. You were all about the luxury. <laughs> oh yeah. So put me inside. Yes. Did put me you, inside. So, um, and then on this, just on this bit of background, what, were you brought into a religion and if you were, what was it? And did you change at any point to yeah. the CW we it, know now? 
what was very, very strange about me is that my mother came from, was is Puerto Rican, and she came from a Baptist background. And my father was Jewish. And I think at the time that they got together and had me, they were thinking, like many people of their generation, that they were done with the tropes and, you know, traditions of the past, and they were blazing a new future. But then within five or six years, despite the fact that kids had just arrived on the scene, were kind of realizing that they wanted to go into two different directions. And so basically what happened was my parents kind of came together a point in their life where I think they were feeling a-religious and then developed, ironically, once my me and my brother came onto the scene, a desire to be grounded in religion. But unfortunately, they came from two different backgrounds. An early, early, early revelation to me about religion was predicated upon that, where I saw that they were trying to explain to me that well, Christianity came from Judaism, and Jesus was a rabbi, but this side of your family doesn't believe that Jesus was the Son of God, but <laughs> these people do, and that that was an eternal that was a real conflict in my family, so I quickly realized that there's no way in hell, no pun intended, mm-hmm. that there's any God in heaven <laughs> because or the, you know because there's no way in heck that he would inv- inv- invite this kerfuffle that's literally tearing the family apart and putting right into my face the profound evidence that this whole religion thing is a man-made, you know, crock. What are you going to do? Such is life. Did you, so what, what do you consider yourself now? We know you have your. I'm a Commonwealth chanter. That's what I am. Absolutely. Yeah. I have enjoyed many of your chanting, your channeling sessions, I might add. And chanting. I'm fantastic. You should join my religion. You should give all this, this, this Max Mate silly stuff up. Give it all up. Just dedicate <laughs> your life to, to telling people about me. I'm it's time well spent. You don't need to, don't shave your head. That's, that's the great thing. Oh, if you shave, oh. if you shave your head, that's on, if you want, first of all, it don't, if you want to shave your head, shave your head. If you yes. don't want to shave your head, don't. Yes, it's the free will. You know, I was coming at it with a a respectful purity, you know. (laughs) Mistake number one. Oh, Lord. Lord. Hey, listen, come dirty, come clean. Just come. I'm liking the the laurels of your your religion already. That's what she said. (laughs) So, oh, and, and we, this is our fun little, so what sign are you? I am a Leo. Didn't see of that course. one coming, uh, right? Yeah, oh, geez. <laughs> no way. Whoa. I wondered, was the sun burning me? No, it's uh, chanter. <laughs> um, let me guess. Oh, Leo. Jeez. Oi, oi, oi. I have Leo, Leo Moon. So I, I'm feeling your Leo energy. So <laughs> what is, this is, this is, um, have you done psychedelics in your life? Well, I'm, I, you know, unfortunately, due to life circumstances, I, I, I have to tell people that uh, anything that I say regarding any use of any illegal substance is completely hypothetical and, and evidence of a mythological made-up character called C.W. Chanter who yes. doesn't exist in this timeline or any other. For this is the act I'm playing. I, my actual name is Morty Feldman. No, it's not. It's C.W. Chanter. No, it's not. It's something else. I'm not a lawyer, but I am. I'm not oh licensed in this state or any other, but maybe in somewhere in the United States, possibly. So 
Does that answer your question? And if it doesn't, have you done psychedelics in your life? I have. That does answer my question. There you go. Right. Thank you. So I want to I want to get into the dreaming part of this now that we have a little bit of your your underpinning uh, set of symbols and uh, stuff that makes you up. Do you so tell us about your dream landscape? Do you do you have a good dream recall? Do you dream in black and white? Do you have color dreams? Give us a general idea of general dreams. Yeah. Sure. How about this? CW? There you go. Okay. Oh, no problem. I, I'm just... I was hearing you great. I was hanging, I was holding it gangster style. It was making... No problem. Am I too close now? Oh. <laughs> That's too close? Okay, sorry. No, too soon. How about now? It's not good now, right? It sounds great. Okay. Let it roll, baby. That was the plan. That is so CW. <laughs> no one can even hear me talking to you. So you sound That's crazy it. right now. So are we on live now? CW Chanter for president. CW Chanter for president. <laughs> Jeez. There you go. All right. The train is back on the track. So CW, <laughs> tell now. us about, <laughs> about your... <Whoops>. Yikes. <laughs> Turn <laughs> Oh, oh my Oh, man. I dreamed about this. So give us an idea about your general dreams, your dream landscape. I wish I could give you an idea about my general dreams, but my dreams come and my dreamscapes vary with time depending on a lot of different circumstances. There'll definitely be times where my dream recall is incredible. Mm -hmm. I've had profound dreams where I've woken up with total recall and I've been able to recall essentially the meat and potatoes of those experiences as if they were tangible experiences for years later. Um, but then there's also periods of time where I got to tell you, I'll go for what seems like weeks without any dream recall at all. But when I do dream, it's very vivid. I tend to have a good amount of recall, always in color, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, other than that, it's all fair game. There's, there's, there have been a variety of different things that have happened. You know. Do you so in the dreams you do recall? Do you, do you lucid? Are you lucid in them? Are you able to realize that you're dreaming and then navigate from there? I have had. I well, I cannot say that I'm an avid lucid dreamer in the sense that I've perfected or practiced the art of lucid dreaming and can do it. I know that there are people that purport to be able to lucid dream as a kind of general characteristic, you know, like I can swim, I can ride a bike, I can lucid dream. Mm-hmm. I have had lucid dreams. I've had dreams where I've come and become cognizant of the fact that I was in a dream state, that I was in fact dreaming that I was asleep and that there was, there were periods where I've had lucid dreams where I've had license because of those that fact and I've some free reign and there were times when that lucid lucidity just made the nightmarish hellscape of whatever existential nightmare I was experiencing that much more real because it wasn't <clears throat> uh, some sort of recalled movie or recollected experience uh, but it was an actual you know 
tangible state of of affairs. Or, Do you know what I mean? If that or, makes sense. Or some other reference that whomever you tell it to can make to some other thing that you <laughs> that's unrelated, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, that's just like that movie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, yeah, it, well, that's the, that's the sort of thing is that you come from, it's like, um, it's funny. Okay, so we talk about these whistleblowers and you say, oh, why don't you have evidentiary support? Why don't you have evidentiary support? It would never occur to me if someone were to come up to me, a friend or a family member were to come up to me and say, oh my God, you know, last night uh, uh, I had a dream and I was in the ocean and, uh, you know, a tiger shark or a great white attacked me. And I, I could see him coming closer and he, and he ate me alive and he ate me alive and he ate me alive and it was night and when I woke up it was and I knew that if I fell asleep right again I'd be right there in his jaws if, if knowing that people dream it would that fantastic vision that fantastic experience that couldn't possibly have happened and then been lived through you know to, to be consumed by a gray white shark it would never occur to me to say that that person was lying mm-hmm. I could totally accept, absolutely you're reading by a gray white shark yesterday that that can happen in dreams. Things happen in dreams. I've had the insane things to happen to me in dreams. And it would never occur to me to, to think that, that, that it didn't happen. And it's an experiential reality. But you're jumping ahead on the time. questions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. So in, in the lucid dreams that you have had, was there a recognizable so within this within at least more than two or three was there anything that was congruent with them that you could recognize as a trigger to say oh wow you know in a dream i'm dreaming i'm cognizant here was it terror yeah you know unfortunately i can't i'll tell you something i mean you're talking to a guy that i mean i can remember i remember the first dream i ever recalled and i swear to god i must have been too Oh, please tell um, us about it, if you will. Well, I just, you know, there, there's, there's, only, there's only one vision that remains. And it's a, it's a vision that in, in and of itself is not in any way, shape, or form objectively scary. But I remember it as a nightmare. And I remember waking up the next day and, you know, waking up from it, knowing that I had experienced something horrific and the classic thing that your mother tells you don't worry it was just a nightmare don't worry Mm -hmm. (laughs) every once in a while when you close your eyes and go to sleep you will find yourself in an existential hellscape where Mm -hmm. anything could possibly happen to you child you could be chased by actual tangible monsters they could get you and they could actually do oh my god someone could step on your balls and it's (laughs) like it's happening right jerry it's like it's 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 real as real it's a tangible Mm -hmm. actual experience now close your eyes and go back to sleep (laughs) right oh my god (laughs) and and the vision the nightmarish vision that's that that's my first recalled night my first recalled dream and unfortunately my first recalled nightmare is there is like a cartoonish image of a two-year-old boy and he's got it's not a pan but it's like 
you know, a section of a tree stump, like, you know, like a, like a cross section of a tree stump, like roughly circular with a pan like handle attached to it. And the child is enraged and he's flailing the pan, the pan like thing from side to side. He's a vision of freaked out, out of control anger. Wow. And it How- was terrifying. And not only ter- I remember not only being tangibly, I remember being as terrifying a vision as it was sad. Mm. The notion that this that there could be that there could be an entity locked in a state of perpetual rage. Mm. How, how old were you about? When like that, two. How, how, yeah, that's that's quite a. Um... A depth well, of I mean, knowledge I for a two-year-old that, to well, analyze. I mean, you know, but when when I say when I say, of course, when I say two, I'm not one of these guys that's going to think that that actually means I was two. I may have been. You know what? I may have been. It may have been closer to kindergarten. Yeah, when I but still, kindergarten, yeah. I was young. I was like yeah. probably four when most kids were five. Yeah, I went in early based on a. You know, the way, you know, of course, because are you going to decide that kids should go, you know, what kids should go into school organically by having, you know, professional educators and teachers and mothers and fathers look at kids and say they're ready for kindergarten? Or are you just going to say, eh, if they're born at this time, so the kids, you know, so the yeah. know <laughs> time to indoctrinate the kid, lock, send them in. You know what I mean? That's, so. I mean, that's a pretty, what I find really kind of, interesting about that dream which is an uh, uh the symbolism is is awesome is just that how you processed it <laughs> which is is um is impressive so so in like in, most things about me i guess yes well of course playing to your leoness <laughs> yeah <laughs> not because of my not because of my leoness because i'm me exactly you are the you are Thank the sun you. in the sky that's right. And the earth. <laughs> oh. Oh, we're moving it through. Let's go for the galaxy. Um, so Why what about... There? There's a whole multiverse out there. Sweetheart, <laughs> come on. Don't fence me in. Hey, listen. Listen. Hey, hey, hey. Check this out. You and this Alfred. on an existential level. Hear me on a metaphysical astral <laughs> kind of thing. You know what I mean, lady? Technically. Hey, hey, hey. Give me everything. I swear, baby, I'll give you half. Give half. <laughs> right? On my team to your team. Like, come on. Work with me. I'll give you half. I'm working with you. I'm working with you. You know what I mean? And the sons <laughs> and the daughters, they're going to love you more. Anyway, hey, come on. So why stop at the multiverse? I agree. Let's just let's go. go for it. That's what I keep on telling so chanter. So, have you had any? So, through lucidity here, have you had anything that you considered an out of body experience, even a near death experience? They kind of go hand in hand. In front, you know, at forty two years old, things, some things are clear, th- some things are a mush, some things, you know, are remembered, and some things are forgotten. I mean, what constitutes, I mean, I don't know what constitutes an out-of-body experience. I mean, I definitely had some experiences that were, um, noted for their, their 
the the dissolving of the sense of of physical personal self so like dislocation or bilocation from the body Mm -hmm. the sense of being in two places at the same time or having a sense of gnosis that one is experiencing uh you know trans you know some sort of trans-dimensional reality where one is you know both wholly cognizant of what's happening in their core persona or body as well as being cognizant of the fact that they were in fact you know the entire of creation at the same time different things you know as a small child i remember once having a dream where i was awake i mean i was i was awake i I awoke from a from i'd fallen asleep i guess on a couch in the tv room that had a large bay window right next to it and I looked out this window for about what must have, what felt to me a, a experience that took place over maybe 15 to 20 minutes. I just looked out this window and saw a panoply of amazing extraterrestrial creatures phase in and phase out of existence and reality in the trees. You know, the trees would go from really? being trees to being these images of these creatures and, and entities from like ants? they weren't they weren't from planet earth i don't know like the trees then, trees were creatures or there were creatures in the trees the trees were the creatures in the sense that the like, if i were if you were to look at um if you were to imagine the the window to be a two-dimensional screen you know you could imagine mm-hmm. the images of the of these entities morphing in and morphing out of the images the shadows the mm-hmm. lights and lines, the veil going the up, color durations and gradients of the of the trees outside the window. And crazy. this is and this was an experience where you were awake within the dream. I was looking a, out I mean, the window. I when I when I recall that experience, I recall it as though I I awoke, and having awoken, I was in a perfect state of consciousness. I didn't mm-hmm. feel sleepy. I didn't feel groggy. I felt that I was fully cognizant and aware of everything. I was sharp as mm-hmm. if I had just laid down on that couch to go to sleep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And this and, is great. and that's and that's the state in which I had that that experience. And in, in that experience I remember thinking to myself, this ain't like a dream. It's like a dream, but there's a characteristic wow. and a set of criterion that makes it distinct from a dream how old would you say you were at this point oh sweet crap i don't know like eight nine i mean i i mean you know when when it gets to that house i can tell you that i mean i can remember specific memories and i think if i triangulated off specific memories and life circumstances i could figure out what actual age i was I mean, I would guess I was like eight or nine. I know I wasn't yet pre-adolescent. I know okay. those sort of things weren't on my mind. I wasn't that. Yeah. I wasn't grown up that way. I was still a kid, you know. Yeah. Transformers and GoBots. Yeah. Star Wars lightsabers, and not like cock lightsaber, like just lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, yes. it was subconscious, <laughs> totally subconscious. I was still a kid. You know what I mean. So this this actually leads me into so this it seems like as a kid before puberty you you were actually having quite a few, few profound uh, uh, 
experiences through lucidity and waking in the dream, was that a common experience or were these just anomalies that stick out? You know, I wouldn't, I, I don't think I would feel comfortable answering that question because I don't think I could gauge an accurate response. Okay. You know what I mean? I, There's yeah, some so questions that. that you feel like you could, you could put it together and kind of gives, formulate something that yeah. would, that you could hazard, quote unquote, hazard a guess. Yeah. I would be purely drawing at straws. I would be constructing something out of nothing. You know, if I were yeah. to answer the question, I feel. Well, uh, just because these are great early experiences and they, they are, um, you know, and because they are pre-pubescent and the two that I've heard so far are, you know, I mean, they seem advanced in a way. So what, so you mentioned terror. So tell me about nightmares. I bet you tell that to all the boys. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you something, honey. If I, if I, if I rewind the Brandon, I, the people that I, you've had on before me, it's, you cut me off in the past. You know where I was going with that bet. Who haven't you booked? You dirty little people. You, and, you, you, you and, you and strip club Jerry. Jerry, check it out. I've been listening to a lot of Scott Adams in case you're curious. Your new name is strip club Jerry. It's going to stick. You can't shake that. You oh, can't shake that. The train is Good on club the track. It's, it's ironic. Strip Club J. In the middle of night. To... Look at that face. Look at that Strip Club J face. Look at him. That's well, fortunately, no one in YouTube can see that we're, you know, can Tell see the him. kids. On Twitter, oh Facebook, God, Chanter, Instagram. Blow it up. He's Strip Club Jerry. That's, oh, that's, that's got legs. I wouldn't fight it. Jerry, I'd stick with that one. Who's you know fighting I mean? it? I love nicknames. But good, because you got one. Strip Club Jerry. That's Just mine. another dollar to rack, baby. <laughs> it's, it's ironic because I've only been to strip club twice in my life. Three times, maybe. That, that's I guess I guess it's ironic, strip club Jerry. It's like they called like the little guy or a real tall guy tiny. <laughs> Right. We'll call the little guy, the littlest guy in, in the in the group, like you know, Jeffo. You know what I mean? I guess oh that's why we call you Strip Club Jerry. I guess that's why they call you that everywhere on YouTube from now on. Brandon Young. If I rewind <laughs> Brandon Young, if I, if I first of all DJ Dave, I was like, yo, I was like, oh what? God. Come on, how the f- Jesus? Oh. Really? Oh man, that's we should hurt. just call this our post show. <laughs> that hurt. That was crazy. I was like, yo. And I was, he didn't even tell me anything. You know what I mean? It's like, that's like when people, when I knew people were like done with me. The people I knew that people were like, like C.W. Chanter, man. I think that guy's like doing heroin in like Fort Lauderdale. Oh, shit. He's gone. Don't even, don't even tell him you're appearing on Max Mente. DJ oh Nathan even send me a link. I had to find out. I was just like, whoa. Like, he's like, your past podcast. Be like, damn, DJ Dave. And oh, Rock to Moose, I was like, fuck. I was like, why don't you guys just go on together? Why don't you, Brandon Young, Jerry, fucking everyone get on together? They have a little show. We do that, we do that every us. Friday. Come back. Yeah, to yeah, us. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. There you okay. go. Okay, I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll be good. All right. Back on back on the train. So let's um I, I want to talk about wagon. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Stay with us now. Uh, um, I want to talk about nightmares or night terrors. And you had mentioned earlier, um, you alluded to at least that experience. So could you describe how those play out for you? I'll tell you, you want to hear the craziest nightmare story? The nightmare story. We love the actual stories. I will tell you and I will tell you the scariest dream I ever had. And it's a dream that terrifies me to this day. And I'm not even lying. 
I swear to God, I'm terrified of roller coasters. I don't like heights. I am. Too. I don't like speed. I went on a Ferris wheel, a small Ferris wheel with my six-year-old daughter this summer. I experienced it like I was like one of those like um, like I like I was surviving a like airplane crash. She like didn't care. She goes on roller coasters all the time. She's six, whatever. But I was on this Ferris wheel with her, and I was gripping her, and I was like turning white. I was dying. I hate heights, and I hate really hate speed. I can't even go on baby roller coasters, you know? So I had this dream where it was this like nightmarish, like kind of hellscape. But there was this kind of, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my phone just did the thing. So, okay. So, whatever. So, um, anyway, long story short, I'm on this fucking roller coaster and I'm on the roller coaster. And I know I'm on the roller coaster with Satan himself and he's personified in the form of Joe Pesci. I'm not trying to be cute. I'm not doing a thing. This is the actual dream. And he, he turns to me and he says, you want to get off of this thing? And this is like, you know, the, the, we're, we're starting to click up the track and it's like a, it's, it's a roller coaster literally from half. And I hate roller coasters and it's a dreamscape. So I have dreams where like, you know, you're climbing, you're trying to climb out of a, a house from the basement and you open up the basement window and you know, you're, you're you know, 15,000 feet above the ground you know what i mean mm -hmm. or you know you, you know you're trying to there's always like rock climbing and travailing and threats of falling to great distances but whatever so i'm on this roller coaster he's like you want to get off because you want to get off like yeah desperately go he goes you don't want to experience this even in a dream he goes you don't want to experience this even in a dream i go no he oh, goes wow. would you sell me your soul to get out of this experience even in a dream because you're not going to wake up He's like, you're going to experience this unless, unless you do this. And he said, would you sell me your soul to avoid this experience? And I said, yes. Oh, and wow. the last thing he said to me before I woke up, he said to me, one thing, kid, remember this. Just because it's a dream doesn't mean it isn't real. Oh, my God. And that's, has your life been a roller intense. coaster since then? My life has been my my life was a roller coaster. Then my life has continued to be a roller coaster. So, so if if anything, all I could say is this: if the promise was I wasn't going to have to see the roller coaster, I guess I get out of the contract on the basis based on the fact that he failed to specifically perform his end of the bargain. That's right. Put your lawyer skills to work here. Having having said that, having said that, if the contract was what it was. If one can make an oral contract with the devil, then I suppose I may have. But then again, I don't, you know, it was a fucking dream. So I'm not really that banged. I'm banged up about it because, you know, but well, at the we'll same get in, time, you know. We'll get into, it, it did kind of, it would have been a good segue into the nature of dreams, but that's a little later. But I do, with that, what how lucid were you in that dream? Was it a dream dream? Were you actually cognizant? I was cognizant. I was cognizant of the fact that I was making a volitional choice. I was oh, having wow. a conversation with an individual and I was, a, a choice was presented to me and I made a cognizant choice. Do wow. you want to avoid this experience at the penalty of relinquishing yourself to the devil? To which I said, yes. Now, if there's a message in that dream, I'm the kind of guy that's kind of basically sitting there saying the message to me is, um, hey, douchebag, 
don't sell your soul just not you know just to avoid a friggin' roller coaster ride you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's scary but deal with it you know what i mean yeah Brock up little brockaroo yeah it's rich <laughs> symbol symbolism for sure it's also it's rather sobering <laughs> what a um uh, i never had a dream with the devil personified so Oh well, you haven't lived until you've seen. Like, do you wanna? You know. <laughs> no, but I do like how he ended it. You know that that last tagline's a zinger. <laughs> Tell me about it. Leave him on a high note. Jesus, <laughs> no pun intended. So okay, well that I think that's probably my favorite nightmare I've heard so far. <laughs> like. Glad it's good for you. Oh, yeah, God. you didn't. You didn't disappoint there. So, uh, have you experienced any kind of um, uh, paralysis, or where your body you feel like you're moving in and through your mattress, or you're getting larger or smaller? Any of those kinds of anomalies in in the you know when you're sleeping or coming to or going down? I don't know that I have. Okay. Yeah, you, I think you would. It's very memorable, especially paralysis. Man, I mean, I, I may or may not have. I, I don't know. Nothing specifically comes to mind. Have you ever heard that you're a sleepwalker or a talker? A talker, yes. Walker, no. Okay. I believe the talker part. Right. <laughs> my, that's a nightmare. <laughs> that's so my let's get into fear. the woo-woo. Okay. Let's get into the woo-woo. Really? You're telling why talking and telling all oh, your God. secrets. That's a that's a that's a huge, huge nightmare. Can you imagine? <laughs> I scary. think you've got secrets, baby. Yeah, yeah. That was- <laughs> Sweetheart, everyone has se- everyone has secrets. I you don't you got know, secrets? I don't have anything that I'm actually terrified to, that I would slip out. What, I, oh, you know, Jesus, I farted at a bar mitzvah? Come on. No, I'm like, I'm like worried about, because you know, it's the crazy <laughs> shit you can say. I've had some fucked up dreams. I don't know what I want, what I'd say in my dream. God. Oh, this. <laughs> more. More. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no. You know what I mean? Kick enough. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what to say. Oh my God. You don't the know glory hole days. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm just a little more. I'm a little more. Memories, today, I suppose. Like the corners of my mind. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, man. So, <laughs> Jizzy, slimy colored memories. Oh my God, where are we going with this? Actually, on that note, on that note, you, I these are like the best. <laughs> on that note, wet dreams. Have you had those? Oh, you know, never. And I'll tell you why. I'm convinced that I never had a wet dream because I never got the opportunity to save anything up. Honestly. Oh man, really? Oh sure, please believe you me. Oh. It was. I'll tell you this. I'll listen. I ask me no secrets. I'll tell you no lies. But I was born without a filter. So if you ask me these questions, I'll tell you. I never had a wet dream, and I swear to God, it's. It, I never had the opportunity. Are you kidding me? By the time I went to bed, by the time I was productive, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. I made sure everyone was gone for the work the office at the end of the day. That's exactly. <laughs> I like your vigor. <laughs> <This is fun. laughs> 
my my housekeeper couldn't have disagreed with you more. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. oh my god! Oh my goodness! <laughs> it would be cheaper just to get stock in Hanes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so here's my idea. For, here's my idea. If you, if you if you're in a household of like I don't know four or five, I mean if you got one or two sons, I mean you're not gonna, this is not going to appeal to you. But if you're if you're one of those households where you got like six kids and they're all boys. So here's my idea, Jerry. Check this out. It would be underwear on a roll, you know, like paper towels with toilet paper on a roll, but it would be just like tidy whities on a roll. I think somebody you know did that know? already. They did? I thought so. They were like, I don't uh, think they did. They were edible panties. They were like edible panties on a roll. I'll find it. I will find no, it. That's like, that's right. that's this, this, this is much more industrial. In. <laughs> the edible, I mean, look, edible panties on a roll. Okay, fine. Now I'm They're, talking like tidy whities on roll, like industrial strength. Just pull them off, like you know. I think, I think there's a market. I think it will be really hard to keep the elastic band separate from the perforation or on the next one. That's for engineering, Jerry. Gosh, That's but, not for creative. To I, worry know, about. I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's some oh, man. Jerry. They got some asshole in Japan. That's gonna worry about that shit, honey. In we his, not, uh, that's for, that's for the rockshamooses of the world to worry about. <laughs> What <laughs> the DJ days? What the Brandon Youngs of the world trying to figure that shit out? But the Rufus Cats of the universe worry about the elastic issue. CW. That's what they call me. Do you experience senses like um, smell? Other senses besides like sight, like uh, touch. Do you are you able to read glyphs? Any of that ring a bell? Well, like in dreams? Yeah. Oh wait, hold on one second. I'm just trying to plug in my phone. Hold on. Cue the elevator music. <laughs> I don't have any music. I don't have any music queued up. I'm sorry. I could play the intro again. There he is. Would have died on us shortly. What was the question? Senses. Yes. I, I I don't recall anything specific, but there's no reason for me to doubt that I smell and have every other tactile sense in a dream. I've had dreams that have been indistinguishable yes. to me from reality, and therefore assume that they had olfactory components. Okay. As yeah. Well, well it's the the memory aspect. Uh, so, what about? glyphs at all reading or um taking back kind of uh, left brain information it's more math numbers words i i know that i've had several times where i've had experiences where within the dream this goes to the lucidity point where i've, I've had experiences where i've looked around at at tables or amounts or gatherings of data or information and thought to myself in amazement that even though this might just be the product of my mind, how could my mind create something so complicated and not be equally as complicated itself? You know, in the sense that if my mind was able to create, a, you know, this abstract representation of, say, 10,000 Bibles worth of information. Mm-hmm then my mind was able to construct and create the image, even though, if only for myself and my own experience, 
of the graphical representation of 10,000 Bibles worth of information. I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, I agree. You know what I mean? Right. Have you ever had anything that felt like you were bringing back a like prophetic or dreaming true things that seem like they were going to play out in the future? No, but what I, what I often have, and especially nowadays, meaning say the last two years that I've started this whole process, um, you know, see over the course of the last five years and especially in the last two years, that's come to kind of culmination. I definitely have had periods where experiences where I've, had frequent dreams where I woke with an insight. Oh, this dream, nice. the information gleaned, the information, the information transmitted through the dream is X, Y, or Z. You know? Mm-hmm. Or waking up and realizing, you know, now that I have gone through that play, that experiential experience whatever however you want to characterize it i realize now that there's no point in me holding on to this grudge or not just telling this person how i feel about this or i should do this or a great idea for video would be that you know Mm -hmm. different things do you uh do you experience i i feel like this is maybe a when you experience deja vu, now I'm assuming that you have. All um, the time. What, what, are you able to understand what that is? What is deja vu for you? How do you, you know? No, but the deja vu is very frightening for me. I've had, I've had experiences that when people casually, descri- I've often had experiences that I've thought to myself must be more intense than what other people are calling deja vu because people be like, oh my God, deja vu, like whatever. I've had experiences of deja vu where I've been like frightened because it just, it, it fundamentally puts a question mark about the nature of, of reality. Yes. You no, know, into, into the forefront. Yes. You know, there's a disconnect. There's something weird here. There's a glitch. This are you able happen. to pinpoint when, so when you're having a deja vu in the midst of it and you're trying to hold on to it to access what the information is, are you, have you been able to pinpoint like possibly was this a dream I had? What, you know, what is the nucleus of it? No, I've never, I've never successfully done it though. It's tempting to feel like you might, it's like having something on the tip of your tongue. Right. Mm-hmm. The experiences that I recall that I that I explain or that I that I match to what people describe as and I assume is also what people are experiencing as quote unquote deja vu goes like this. I come I'm coming to a realization. I feel like this is like I know it's gonna come next. I know it's coming next. That just I knew that was gonna happen next. Why? And then I recall that I recalled slightly before that moment. And I recall that I recalled slightly before that moment. And, f- and just you, then I start going back and further and further into the past to try and find out when the loop started. Mm-hmm. But you never can quite get to where the loop started. And you can never quite get to where was it that I experienced this exact experience because where would i have experienced this exact experience but for this tangible location this moment in space and time 
-hmm. right? Yes. It's not as though, oh, oh, I remember. I was out in, uh, it was New Hampshire, 1982, a Tuesday, (laughs) 10.52. And the sun was at this point in the sky. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, I'm at this moment. And yet, I swear to God, it feels exactly like it's fall, 1989. (laughs) I'm in, you know, you know, Manhattan or whatever it is somewhere else some other location and then you know then you're actually in Manhattan or wherever and then you have that recalled experience it's bizarre but it's it's weird and you do have this this feeling like those people in those movies who are like wandering around like uh you know this uh and you know spontaneous amnesia or or you know what I mean uh, has anyone seen my wife my wife like she was just here a moment ago and no one, no, you know, like, doo doo, and the music starts mm-hmm. playing, like, da 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 da. The camera <laughs> spins around, you know. You're lost. So, with with that, with all this kind of um, behind us, I want to I want to explore a little bit what, or dive into maybe the pool of what you think dreams are what what is the experience and and then and to further that is so if we look at memories from what we're calling our waking life they're they're no more tangible than a dream so what are there differences what is a dream is it different than any other experience that's an altered state from this you know, I'm almost tempted to say, let's not go down this road because I don't think anyone in the audience is going to be happy with my answer. Oh, please. And I don't think her. you're going to be happy with my answer. I don't think that Trey is going to be happy with my answer. You're I being presumptuous. Did, no, no, no. Here, here, here's what I think. Here's what I honestly think. This is, this is true. While I think that I have had profound insights from dreams, and while I think the dreams are something amazing and that I know that when I die, part of the experiential things, the moments that I had and experienced and existed through are not just not just going to be the humdrum experiences of you know the day-to-day waking state, but will be these fantastical visions of seeing the devil himself, having a conversation, maybe making a bad business deal, you know what I mean, or whatever it is. So dreams are amazing. Dreams are beautiful. But I think I'm at the point now where I'm ready to say to myself that also at the same time, they may also be just the bowel movements of the brain. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. You, You eat food. You digest food. You take nutrition from the food. And then your body takes the rest of that stuff. And there's a natural mechanism for eliminating waste. That's beautiful in its own way, <laughs> but also in its own way, it's taken a dump, right? Right, right. So, you know, I told people, you know, people were like, oh, I had this dream and it meant this and I dreamed this meant this. And I, I realized, you know, I stopped watching TV like about an hour before I go to bed at night. And that's because I really quickly realized that if, you know, if I watch some stupid, dumb, junky TV show just to kind of turn off my brain before I went to bed at night, Sure as sugar, that night, my dreams would be percolated, you know, percolated and peopled by this mundane, stupid show. Uh, and absolutely. God forbid, 
I used to have, for, for God's sake, I used to have a girlfriend that used to love to go to sleep with the TV on. And that used to drive me, me bananas. Too. Me too. It was That's like terrible. trying to. It was like it was like trying to like it was like trying to live with someone who was like, "Hey, I've got this great idea. How about during breakfast time? What if we slowly poisoned ourselves? Like, what if we hooked <laughs> ourselves up to an IV and slowly poisoned ourselves during breakfast for I don't know? It helps me relax. You know, what I mean, I just want to go to bed at night. I just want to off my brain. You know what I mean? And I'd be sitting there going, I would be sitting there in the next step, and you know, so I'd make all sorts of bargaining you know deals and we got it down to so for four years i was i was living with a person who insisted on going to bed with the tv so we would do things like i would insist that it would be like nothing with a commercial right like it wouldn't be like you you could watch a movie but it couldn't be something that would have like you know it couldn't be on like a broadcast network where they'd interrupt with commercials that was unacceptable i held mm-hmm. the line at that <laughs> but at the same time i would go to bed and i like my hands over my ears like earmuffs going oh my god you know what i mean like oh terrible tony montana is gonna be my fucking dreams tonight for sure you know well it, this that also gets illuminates another aspect of all this which is why i get into the different layers there's clearly the what i call the filing system where you're just working out the details of the day the 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 chatter that's there and you're filing it away it plays whatever role it's going to play you know your your colleague turns into whatever you know godzilla and you know you have all this stuff it's just your personal unconscious and then there's the 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 otherness which happens with like waking in the dream lucidity and obes that that kind of i personally question the the reality of that state of uh consciousness and so that's what i'm just trying to parse out but i do um so i don't i personally don't throw all dreams in into all the whole of what we call dreaming into one category so but this is good to know and i am with you on on all that junk right before bed too yeah you know i bathe in emf before i go to sleep (laughs) What I like to do is, if you really want to trip yourself out and have a really kind of neo psychedelic experience, this is what I recently did. So I was recently ill. I was feeling sick, and so when I when I'm sick, I one thing that I that I love to do is this this process I call droney voices. There's some people on YouTube that will have like three or four hour long broadcasts, and and they just go on and on and on and on and on. And I call it droney voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivan Teller is a channeler, a trans channeler that I love that does it all the time. And I would just for I would just put YouTube on autoplay for Ivan Teller and I would be like on NyQuil in this kind of fevered state, passing in and out of consciousness, listening to this guy drone on and on and on, talking to all sorts of alien people, and then being asked questions by the only thing scarier, the only people scarier than Ivan Teller are the people that are participating in his, his <laughs> webinar. Oh my. It's, it's, it is, is the most, is the most incredible collection of people in the world. And I can't get on. I, I, I refuse to fork out the dough, but I'm the hugest Ivan Teller fan. I'm going to Disney world next year. And if I find him, I swear to God, I might attack. <laughs> not like, not in a bad way. Like I, like I won't be able to resist like Jerry, you have no idea. Like if I see Ivan Teller, like wandering the streets of universal studios, I will be forced to run up to him, Who's embrace him as a brother, refuse to let go. 
I don't know who no matter how much, is. like you know what I mean. I refuse, refuse to let go. I, I won't be able to. I can see it in my head. <laughs> like I just, I won't be able to. My family be there, like let go of this individual. They'll freak out. He won't be able to. You know what I mean? But there's some people like Richard Dolan. Like if I ran up to Richard Dolan, just grab them. You could totally see him being like, okay, okay, you're grabbing me. I'm not excited about this experience, but you're obviously excited to see me, so I'll see it through. But Ivan Teller won't be able to hang with that. He'll just freak. I won't <laughs> let go. It'll be a nightmare. It'll be like, it'll totally be like on all like the newspapers and everything. It's been crazy. It's, happened. it's gonna happen, oh, Terry. Oh my God. Oh, no, my God. God. No, so we've as, got some prophecy no, no, going no, no, on no. right I'm now. Not, as I'm telling the story, what? as I'm telling the story right now, I'm saying to myself, why am I telling the story? And I'm saying to myself, why can I see it so perfectly in my head? And then I'm thinking to myself, I am going to Disney World. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, he goes to Disney World all the time, too. And I swear to God, oh, my God, I can't believe that the way it's all going to come to a head is that C.W. Chandler's not going to become famous for being C.W. Chandler. I'm going to be like that guy. Like oh that other dude, F. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> like freaked out on live for Space Mountain. <laughs> They were like, oh my God. Well, they were like, it was the craziest thing. There was this one guy. He was walking around. He was kind of acting like he was like, I don't know. I think he was like talking to himself or he thought he was talking to aliens. And then there was this other guy who grabbed him and wouldn't let go. Meanwhile, like, I know that Knox Menthe gets this amazing, huge audience of people, but like half of the audience, like, right, 10 of them. I immediately say, are all saying to themselves, like, number one, we don't even know who C.W. Chanter is. And then they're thinking to themselves, like, why is he going on about this guy, Ivan Teller? Who is this guy? Who's <laughs> oh, Ivan Teller? Wait, what, what would happen? Let subscribers to Knox Mente. What would happen First of all, if you were hugging let me tell you Ivan? Something. Wait, wait, wait. If you were hu- <laughs> hugging Ivan, J. Essex walked by, what would happen? Would be I would stick with Ivan Teller. Okay. I fuck J. Essex is so 2016. Okay, okay. Bashar goes by. First of all, let me tell you, first of all, like, um, if, if, like, it's like you almost want to do like an SAT word, like, problem for it. It's like, if a 16, like a 16 year old girl to, um, Backstreet Boys would be like, in, you know, or versus, uh, who are the, like, the latest kids? Who are those, like, British guys? Was there, like, a boy band from Britain or something? These latest guys. I have no idea. I have, like I would know. <laughs> Dudes, right? Wasn't there, there was like this, ah, uh, whatever. Anyway, forget the whole analogy. It's done. All right. Oh. Anyway, Jazzix was like, I was into Jazzix like back in the day. Now I'm on to bigger and better things like Ivan Teller. Okay. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I can't get arrested, but whatever. Enough <laughs> of my problems. Where are we at with questions? <laughs> is it me i lost track we like, this this should, I, should i have watched the earlier programs was like a thing? i mean you're asking me questions on that i feel like i'm answering them but then when i here's the thing so, this so is going into the greatest hits no no no, no, no. Is... you ask a question you ask a question and i give you an answer and then then there's this like awkward moment afterwards where you kind of both kind of seem to be like <laughs> we um, never know if you're done. That's was that was that an answer to our question? Was was that his well, it, it was an answer. To, it was an answer. 
Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, okay. <laughs> Chanter, come back to me. Come back. So I have, I have one more thing that I like to kind of tie it in with since we start with um, kind of the beginning of life. So the end of life, death as a state of consciousness. And um, so we, you've already told us that, you, you know, dreams are just dreams and it's part of, it's just part of a habitual function you know, the maybe nervous system, whatever. What do you think the state of death is in relation to, you know, these other states of consciousness, dreaming and living? Oh, I think death is the cessation of, of consciousness. I mean, I, 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 I do not, I am, I would be nice to think that there's an actualized afterlife or post-death experience. I don't believe you know, but to be honest, if I'm true to my core and, and standing my integrity, not trying to whitewash it and have a half in, half out situation by making people feel okay by saying the afterlife that you believe in, I kind of believe in too, in the kind of metaphorical sense. I'll just be honest. When I die, I'm going to be dead. And I think that there's all of these fantastical notions about different states of consciousness or the conscious, the states of consciousness that one will pass into a post uh, life that all has to do with the, the mythology and the fantasy that we tell ourselves while we're alive to deal mm -hmm. with the fact that we know that one day you, I strip club, Jerry, <laughs> we're all going to be dead. That is mm -hmm. doornails. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't find that a hard reality, but I, you know, I do, I do understand the mythology around um, consciousness and and eternity and all that. So I I that's what I expected actually to hear from you. Isn't that, are you predictable or what? Well, I, I, you know, I, if I'm predictable, it's just because I'm very honest with people and very you know open. So I like to think that I don't try to fool anybody. So hopefully, God willing, I like to think that I'm coming on a hundred percent all the time. So if you yeah. get five seconds of me, you've gotten the taste of the whole. So yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. And and really at this point is when we open it up to the chat and ask what questions. You're like a walking. Nothing from Brandon Young. I refuse to answer any of that kiss asses <laughs> questions. <laughs> I think he's put three I up. Mean, I mean, he's <laughs> popping up right now. I guess he's popping up right now. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, ask CW, the, the state of consciousness between dreaming and whatever. Please. Oh, no, they're nothing like that. You'll see. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, the first question we have is from Brandon. I refuse to answer. I will not answer that homeboy's, <laughs> that homeboy's question. You can't be reading the chat. No. no. Have you ever dreamed of Law and Order, the TV show? You're not going to answer that? Okay. Have I ever dreamed of Law and Order, the TV show? Yes. No, I've not. And I would have known because I would have heard the dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kill but but yeah. but it's interesting that he should ask that question because just yesterday I caught for the first time the new Law and Order True Crime series that they're doing on the Menendez brothers, and that is looking like compelling TV. Me and my wife watched that, and it was great. So I you just said you don't watch when you stopped watching yesterday. TV. What'd you say? You were talking about when you stopped watching TV. Well, before we went to before I went to bed, I, I hardly oh, watch any bed, right, right. TV. Yeah, got it. okay. So uh, details, Jerry. I know, Kalendal. I was doing chat shit. Kalendal asks, "Does CW dream of his own greatness?" 
Of course I do. You know, it's funny. You know, I don't actually. You know, you know, it's funny. Can I, I tell you something? Here, here's a moment. You're gonna like this. You're gonna like this. Here's a moment of of, of integrity and honesty. No, my dreams. If I were to characterize, you know, uh, tropes or motifs or themes that run through most of my dreams, the most common theme is weakness, not strength. A very common theme is no feel these experiences. You're running, you're running, you're running as fast as you can. You're not moving at all. Um, you desperately need to jump from this level to that level to survive. And you know, you know that you're not going to make it, that you can't do it. Uh, and you've, you vainly attempt to only to, to, to have the reality that you knew that was going to come unfold, unfold. I have to, when I sleep, I always sleep with a pillow between my, between my knees. If I don't sleep with a pillow between my knees, I will have a dream where somebody is crushing my testicles without fail. Wow. That's without sick. fail. Without pleasure. No pillow too, right? between the legs equals dream of somebody crushing my testicles. Wow. But that's a bad... And I just, and then, and then, and then, you know, how I, figured out how to sleep with a pillow between my knees. I, I kept on waking up like, what is this perpetual nightmare of having my testicles crushed? What is this perpetual nightmare of having my testicles crushed? And then I, one day I woke up just slightly before I kind of came to and realized my nuts were between my thighs and I was sleeping on my side and I was crushing my nuts. <laughs> and that, guess what? It was incredible. I put a pillow between my knees and guess what? The end was endless. And I, these were vivid nightmares. Mafiosos who I owed money to, uh, oh. women who, <laughs> women who, who uh, they were sick and tired of me uh, sexually harassing girls in the workplace. And they were going to grab my balls. <laughs> All those nightmares went away. And then I started sleeping with a pillow between my knees. So there you go, Carl Young. All right. Uh, Brandon asks, who is the sexiest No way, this guy again. Sexiest How many woman? people are in the chat? I can't a... see. Is it just Brandon Calando? There was 15 people in the chat. Was we don't pull your numbers, CW. There's five people. Jeez, my numbers. Uh, let's see. I can't even pull my numbers. Who's the sexiest (laughs) man on earth, woman and man? The Trumps, right? Not even that question. You know know what? I I can't answer that question. I'll tell you (laughs) who asked that question. It's not a dream related question. I'm not reading them. (laughs) I'll be completely honest. The The only one that I could possibly give an answer to would be the male. Because look, I'm a married man. I'm not going. My wife wouldn't come on to YouTube or any other broadcast and say things about this or that sexiest person ever. Do you know what I mean? The sexiest person in the world is my wife. And as far as the sexiest dude, I couldn't tell you. Because I, I, I especially couldn't tell you because I don't stay tuned in. So I don't know. I think of Johnny Depp as Johnny Depp from back in the day. I saw Johnny Depp the other day. It was like with the Keith Richards. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. He's growing into that. <laughs> Uh, Tough out here for a bitch. I would have to go with Benedict Cumberbatch, but whatever. He's good. He looks, you know, it's also, well, him is also the accent. Right. I feel like that's cheating. It is. So uh, Aaron asks, do you dream? uh, Have you ever, I guess, what are you getting? Have you ever dreamt about your monologues in your dreams or got the idea from your, for your monologues from your dreams? You know what I'm talking about? There have definitely been moments where I woke up with a kernel uh, instance, um, a notion that turned into a video. 
that there there have been moments, especially there have been at least two or three moments where a, a week, a week and a half of feeling like a kind of a sense of a writer's block or a creative block or not knowing what to do next have been solved with waking up post the dream and being like, that's it. Mm-hmm. There. I'll, I'll tell you that I've got, and oftentimes it'll be two or three. The oftentimes the reason my videos are too long, I feel, is that if you think about it, if you look at most of my videos that are really long, they're usually really like three videos in one. There's usually like a section where we're talking about this, a section we're talking about that, a section we're talking about the other thing. And those are usually three ideas that I just didn't have. I couldn't wait to get them all out. So they all ended up being splurted out into one thing. Insights and ideas. I, I try to think if there's any video in particular or insight or idea oh. in particular, but I, I can't recall right now. Okay. Uh, your favorite of mine, JetPet1000 asks, do yes. you ever dream in a courtroom setting? Yes, I've had I've had dreams both as a defendant, as a witness on the the bench off the bench. I've had I've had dreams, and you know it's funny. You know, I've had many many courtroom experiences, but like like most attorneys, in different types of law require different types of lawyers and different types of things. My type of law, the the less time you spend in the courtroom, the better, because. My type of law, the minute you've gone to a situation where people have to go to a jury, you know, randos, you know, you're in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, yeah. that's like, whether it's a, whether it's a divorce, whether it's a contract or whether it's how much money I owe you, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, I slammed into the back of your car. Mm-hmm. When you get to the point where you're asking fucking randos for their opinion, you're going to live and die by their decision, you know. <laughs> you're an ambulance chaser <laughs> quick subtle but i but I've, I've had enough experiences in courtrooms to build up the anxieties and tensions that fuel dreams mm. uh, of of the prosecutors against you or <laughs> the difference being yelled out by a judge having you find yourself involved okay, in okay. some sort of nightmare scenario um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any, anything in particular that I recall. My, you know, my dreams, I'm trying to think if there's anything also, if there's any sort of set and setting that most often um, comprises my dreams. There's certain kind of stages. A common theme or image in my dreams is a house that kind of like narrows up like a pyramid. And you're having to climb up to get to somewhere or to get out. But the higher and higher you climb, the more and more precarious your position is and the more and more you're at a, you know, a, you know obtuse angle from the ground. You know what I mean? Like you're going to fall. And then often to, the, having to climb to things to try and escape something and finding yourself at this kind of penultimate position where you can traverse no further you can't go forward without falling and you can no longer go back because there's no light or something fell from behind you or you're trapped and you're just waiting for the inevitable fall or whatever all right let's see we have a new person in check gabriel darling welcome she i believe it's she asks do you ever dream of the post-apocalypse 
yeah i mean I, i've had i've had dreams of of i've had dreams of of end states which i would call post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. the sense of dreams of being left behind occupying a world with no others um you know things dreams where things have totally you know fallen apart so so yeah but nothing i i mean nothing that i would you know i, I don't recall but i'm sure it's happened it's definitely those set pieces are in my memory, you know, Mad Max, you know, whatever, beyond Thunderdome, whatever. So I'm sure I may have had dreams, but nothing I specifically recall, but I do can recall situations or environments that I would describe as post-apocalyptic in the sense that they were after the end. You know what I mean? After an end state. Okay, great. Great, great, great. All right. Um, One more question. I'm done with questions uh it's from kalendal have you ever woken up from a dream as if you'd fallen into your bed or uh as as though you were levitating or something like that yes i definitely have had the dreams i i often have dreams like i said i often have dreams of falling so i've had that experience of you know you're falling you know as you yeah fall into the bed definitely i've had a couple times too Do, do you know who jason horsley is I don't know that I do. Okay, I didn't think so. I will turn you on to him. That I want. Let's, I'm looking at Rufus. Cat has asked this question. It's like three times. So let's. The sequential it. dreams. I didn't. Do you dream in sequential order? Well, I've I've had experiences where I've fallen asleep, had a dream, woken from that dream was cognizant and aware processed reality to some degree or less degree went back to sleep and resumed into that dream state that same scenario situation role what have you if that answers the question definitely does thank you very much all right well oh sorry one more brandon's (laughs) i thought that was a joke brandon i'm sorry he wants to know have you ever had a dream in amherst yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I lived there for a number of years. He's just kissing ass. He's just showing off. He just wants to be like, remember, <laughs> you and I, we both know about Amherst. This guy. Well, I, that's why I didn't read it. I knew it was kind of smart ass joke. Seriously, thank, thank you, Brandon, for that smart ass joke. Yeah, seriously, I have dreams about smart asses yeah, and Porsches. <laughs> All right. God damn it. Well, I got dream. I got dreams of guys in black sunglasses, My messy hair. That's messy cool. Hair. Long yes. beard. Messy hair. So like yeah. ZZ Top. Uh, I'm gonna mess up my hair because I'll, I'll be I'm all like rock and roll. And then Brandon I'm always like, has the good hair. You are that's it. It's like here's here's a pie chart of Brandon Young's day. Wake up, kiss John Rasmus's ass between <laughs> nine o'clock and ten. <laughs> ten to the, between the hours of ten twelve. Kiss, kiss oh, shit. John ass. <laughs> then, then, then back to one o'clock oh, to go back to kiss John Rasmus's ass. Tell him that you apologize, especially. You're gonna to want to double up on your on your ass kissing the John Rasmus after the after the CW shifts because you're gonna to want to be like, so I was gone for that long. I was this CW Chandler guy is crazy, right? Then you gotta get Douglas Dietrich involved. <laughs> Even though I heard Douglas Dietrich may have called cut Brandon Young off. I don't know. I think there's trouble in paradise there. I haven't heard from him lately. What's he up to? Who, Douglas Dietrich or Brandon Young? Dietrich. <laughs> Did, I don't know, but oh, but oh my god, first of all, do you know who Dark Journalist just interviewed? No. 
The woman? Gigi Young. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that shit? I just yes. done some shit. Gigi this Young, is our it's after a, hours. Yeah, stuff. let's. Okay, so just. Oh, sorry. That's cool. No, we'll talk about that. <laughs> let's, let's get right into that, though. So, um, yeah. thank you, everybody. Tell everyone to join us in after hours. This is the shit we're going to No, it's, it's not a public thing. Oh, it's not? No. no, we do it like a, a podcast later. It's a second podcast. It's a three-way afterwards. Ugh. Yeah. So anyway, thank you everyone for joining us tonight. Next week we have uh, Laura Leon, who's really interesting, and I cannot wait to talk to her too as well. Thank you, CW, for joining us. Thank you, audience, and our studio audience of cats. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, too soon. Mr. Chanter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm glad that made long. <laughs>